0: Welcome to Westport Road Baptist Church. We're so glad you've decided to join us for today's message. Westport Road Baptist Church is located at the corner of Hurstbourne Lane and Westport Road in Louisville, Kentucky. If you have a Bible, please have it handy and prepare your heart and mind as our pastor, Chip Pendleton, brings us the Word of God.
1: Well, good morning, Church Family. How are we doing? I say good morning everybody watching online. Please hit us up in the chat. Let us know that you're watching. We want to pray for you. There are people there that want to answer those prayer requests. We're glad you're here. And my name is John McCown, and we're going to be talking about silence and solitude. I know, everybody's so excited. We're ready. We're ready. Because here's the truth, right? Our default isn't that. Our default is busy, right? How many of you guys would say that? Like, your default in life really is busy. Let me explain what I mean. There are things you can see around us in the everyday that kind of give us clues to how busy we are. When I drive every day, I see the busyness of people, and myself included, especially when it comes to road construction. Now, I don't know why during 2020, when everything was shut down, we could do no road construction, but when everything opened back up, we decided to do all the road construction. That's a soapbox I would love to talk to you about, but but we see the business. People have places to be. We don't have time for orange cones. And and you really fall into one of two camps when it comes to this moment in the room. Everybody has seen the moment where there's a merge. This big O sign with big lights has a blinking arrow merge over. We all see it, right? We get advanced warning. And those of you that are in line, you're in a powerful place because you're already in the merge lane. But those of us trying to get on, we experience... People's business because usually some of us, we get in there and we are panicked and we are gripping the steering wheel, begging and pleading while our kids are yelling in the back, please, please be quiet. I'm trying, and you're just desperately trying to get over. But some of you are so busy that you see that stretch of road and you decide to go all the way to the end, to the very blinking sign, and demand that you get over and make your whatever. That's how busy we are. My daughter uh, is in fourth grade, I have three, 15, 11, and nine. And I see the busyness at school pickup all the time. There is no fury like people that wanna get their kids at 345. Like we become a different human being if our kids don't get out on time. Like this past week we were in line and my school is in a neighborhood. I've never grown up with that before. And it's so, it's so unique. I get to walk my kids to school occasionally. It's just great. But when it comes to carpool pickup line, it's a little crazy, especially when people are busy. Because when we're busy, we make decisions that just are not wise, and we act honestly like fools. This past week we were in line and we've got uh, you know it's a system, you got a number and you tell the person that's on the radio the number, and you wet yourself in line, except this week a car got stalled in line. Ah Like like we've never seen that before. And our busyness, like we just start dialing up and doing things that there were people I was witnessing driving around. In the grass in people's yards, they almost took out the poor lady that's just trying to take numbers She's just trying to protect herself and like our busyness just causes us to do Crazy things our default is busy. My default is busy Right, and that's kind of the culture that we live in right now And you can see that even the culture that we're around is trying to address our busyness in different ways Our phones have focus modes now trying to remove the distraction. After years and years of giving us notifications, now they're trying to turn them all off. My watch every day pops up for some reason randomly and says, practice mindfulness. What is that? I don't even know. It's, it's probably going to pop up any moment. It's like, take a minute to be mindful. Of what? Being busy is our default. A lot of us grew up where that, that was a badge of honor. If you're busy, you're being a productive person in society. But busyness, business has taken on all new meaning for us. There's more to do now than there ever has been. There are more opportunities before us. There's always one more thing. A professor from the University of Chicago, Christopher Hess, he said this after they did a study about people's business. He said, people dread idleness. They don't like being still. They profess their reasons for activity And they're just mere justifications for keeping busy. Like, we we have reasons why I need to do more. In fact, in some places, busyness, it's a status symbol. Like, I started a small business last year, and so I've been reading lots of books, and I've seen lots of different podcasts, and you read. And what's been the shift in the culture is that now, it is a badge of honor that we call hustle culture. Like, wake up earlier, outwork, outdo everyone else, and you will succeed and you will survive. That's the busyness of our life. It's become a badge of honor. When I was working at Southeast Christian Church, I, I had that badge on me all the time. I would always save my vacation time. I never wanted to use my vacation time. In fact, there were times in my life as a leader of a staff that I shamefully admit to you that I would look at other people who would take vacation in September, and I would go, what? Now? And yet, now that I look back, I really, honestly, was a little jealous at their ability to walk out the door at 5 o'clock and turn things off. But busyness is not just a status symbol, sometimes it's an escape. Sometimes you and I have things going on in our life, troublesome things, stressful things, things that we don't, oh my, that we don't want to talk about. And it's an escape. We see this all the time in grief, right? When, when someone close to us passes away, especially if it's a tragedy or a shocking moment, we don't want to deal with it. So what do we do? We just make ourselves busy. The more busy we are, the less we have to think about it. Or maybe we go through a bad breakup, or maybe we go through a friend loss, or maybe we lose our job, or maybe we have an argument, or maybe we have stress in finances. The busier I become, the less I have to deal with it. My wife gets the benefit of this because when I'm super stressed, I do something that uh, is just odd. In fact, me and my nine-year-old both do it. We clean. Like I joke with my wife, I'm not cleaning for you, I'm cleaning for me. Because I just want control so much. I want to, I can't sit unless I do that. But what we're seeing is there is a desire to figure out how to combat this. People are, now to a place where they want help dealing with their busyness. My 11-year-old plays a game called Minecraft, and I think it's a really interesting game. We uh, do build battles in Minecraft, and even in Minecraft during survival mode, she tells me the first thing I have to do is build a house and put a bed. And I was like, why are we putting a bed in Minecraft? She says, Dad, because nightfall is going to come, and you have to sleep. And sure enough, in the game, they make you sleep in Minecraft. You See, the next generation is getting a different message than maybe what you and I received. Busy isn't bad. I'm gonna tell you that. Busy isn't bad. Like, It's good to be productive. It's good to have a good work ethic. It's good to to run after things. But if we're not careful, it has the power to be a distraction from a powerful invitation. An invitation that we're gonna talk about fully today. An invitation to... Have the pattern in the life of Jesus in our life. This series is called uh, after a, a book written by named John Mark Comer. And he says this in the, the book that we're naming the series after the Relentless series here. Because what you give your attention to is the person you become. Put it another way, the mind is the portal to the soul. What you fill your mind with will shape the trajectory of your character. In the end, your life is no more than the sum of what you gave your attention to. We can live our life full of opportunities and busyness, but that's not going to make us better followers of Jesus. To put it even more close to home, as church family, we can fill this schedule up with as many opportunities as possible and be as busy. God bless you. Bless you again. You got you. We got you. No. Nobody left behind when it comes to sneezes. We can fill the church calendar up and we can do all kinds of things. We can go on mission trips. We can go to many small groups. I, I've met people who literally were connected to like three or four small groups. And I go, How? That's not going to make you a better follower of Jesus. You see, if we're not careful, busyness can distract us from powerful invitation. And that invitation is into silence and solitude, the way of Jesus. See, Jesus, if our default is busyness, his default is silence and solitude. He looked at business in the face and his weapon of choice was to get away. Jesus often got away to lonely places and prayed. That was his default. He knew when things were super busy, this is how you deal with it. That's not how I'm wired, and maybe that's not how you're wired, but I want to tell you this today, that if we're going to call ourselves followers of Jesus, then we need to pattern our life around Jesus. Sometimes the way we follow Jesus is we put up the best Christian we know, and we're going to follow that pattern. But instead, I want to challenge you today that we need to follow the pattern in the life of Jesus. Jesus. And not just the the missional parts where we see him reach out to the poor, where we see him uh, preach messages or, or share the faith or make disciples. This is probably the most overlooked part of following Jesus that I see all the time in my life. And that is how to pause and pray. If you have a copy of the scriptures, whether you have a cell phone, whether you have a Bible, I want you to go to the book of Mark. If you've never read the Bible before, I don't want you to be intimidated by it. I don't like to assume everybody's opened up the Bible. And so the book of Mark is in the New Testament. It's one of the four Gospels. Those are firsthand accounts of the life of Jesus. And we're going to learn how to follow the pattern of Jesus when it comes to silence and solitude today. So Mark goes Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So Mark's the second book of the four Gospels. We're going to be in chapter one today. I will put the verses on screen, but I would love for you to see them for yourselves. Don't take my word for it. Take his word for it. People ask sometimes, why do you put verses on screen if you're going to have us open to it? It's a real simple answer. I tell students all the time when I'm preaching, is because the screen doesn't go home with you, but God's Word can. So Mark chapter 1, I want to set the scene for you. It's in verse 35 we're going to look at. Jesus has begun his ministry. He's out healing people there are demon possessed people that are coming and he's like extracting demons out of people people are hearing him teach crowds are like there's a buzz about his life in fact we can read in mark chapter one you won't see this on screen it says uh, that evening after sunset many sick and demon possessed people were brought to jesus so the sun is setting on the day and people want the person of jesus in their life and why wouldn't they you think about Jesus' life, there's an endless opportunity for life change and people. So, Jesus healed many people who were sick with various diseases, and he cast out many demons because the demons knew who he was. They did not allow them to speak. And then here comes our moment in verse 35. Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus up and went to an isolated place to pray. He went to an isolated place to pray. The whole town is ready for transformation. There's a fever pitch in this moment. The busyness factor is at a ten. And what does Jesus decide to do? Get away and pray. He would often find places that were out of the way. There's a a mountain I want to show you that I want to give you like the topography of the land in Israel where he would have gotten away. And so there's this mountain called Mount Arbel, I want to show you a picture of it. And um, this is over near the Sea of Galilee, and this is you know one of the places like there Israel's interesting because it has so many different types of landscapes. And so Jesus, right in the heat of battle, when the opportunities and the business were at the most, he would draw to places like this to pray. Let me show you a few more verses. Um, Luke chapter 5, 15 and 16 says, But despite Jesus' instructions, the report of his power spread even faster, and vast crowds came to hear him preach and be healed of their diseases. The busyness is like loud at this point. There is a movement taking place. More, impor- more people are demanding Jesus' time. And what does he do? He withdraws to the wilderness for prayer. He's busy. The calendar is full. People need him. People want him. But what does he do? He withdraws to the wilderness to pray. Luke chapter 6, 12 and 13. One day, soon afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray, and he prayed to God all night. At daybreak, he called together all of his disciples and chose them to be apostles. We see he's about to make a major decision. And what's his default? It's not to just rush into it. It's to find a place to pray. See, Jesus, Jesus looks at busyness and says, now is the moment where I need to step away and pray. You see, Jesus knew something that we have to take note of today as followers of Christ. He knew that the work that he was doing and the power to do the work was not going to come from himself, but to come from the one, the Father. He knew that unless he got away to pray, he could not hear the voice of the Father clearly, and he could not recharge and get ready for the work ahead. Jesus knew that just being busy and doing the work of the Father was not enough. He knew that he needed to step away right at the moment when it seemed like everybody needed it most so that he could stop and listen and pray. There's a man named Watchman Nee who uh, was a persecuted Christian overseas. He wrote a book called Sit, Stand, Walk. I encourage you, you can Google that. You can actually get the first chapter for free online. And one of the things he talks about in the book is that the power of God works so well when we sit. Because what we're saying when we sit is that we can't do the work, but he can. In fact, Genesis is based on this. We, write, we see the six days of creation, and we see Adam and Eve, and then our first full day on the earth is rest. You see, what's at stake today is, is not just trying to slow down or, or trying to look at the culture and say, oh, okay, things are unhealthy right now. What's at stake today is not just your personal health, but it's really patterning your life around Jesus so that you can hear what he wants to say. How can we know the voice of God if we don't stop talking? Jesus knew that. And some of you in this room, there are things that you are longing to hear from God in your life right now. Like all of you have individual private stories and conversations with him, and there are things you are longing to hear from him, but life is so busy right now, we can't hear him. How could we? The noise is so loud in our life. We're addicted to opportunities. We're ready to move faster and faster and faster, and that's why I love this invitation. Jesus does not just do it for himself. In Mark chapter 6, verse 30 and 31, this is what it says. The, the apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour, and they told him all they had done and taught. And then Jesus makes this invitation, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest for a while. Their response in this moment was to invite them to get away. He says this, because there were so many people coming and going, they didn't even have time to eat. How many of us can just relate to that? How many of us just skip through lunch to get more done? How many of us just keep moving and moving and moving, and we keep saying to ourselves, I'll stop when it slows down? How many of us have heard the phrase, I know you're busy, but, and boy, does that sting close to home? How many of us miss moments in the lives around us, even for ourselves, because we're unwilling to address our busyness? Jesus is inviting you to a powerful invitation today to look at business in your life in a different way and to address it not when it slows down, but to address it in the way that He addressed it. And so there are three things, three things to consider that we can learn from seeing how He addressed it because He's inviting you to escape the busyness by going into the wilderness. He's inviting you to escape the business by going into the wilderness. His first thing, when He was baptized, And the Father spoke to him. The next thing he did, which blows my mind, is he goes into the desert. You see, this is the pattern of his life. He learned the very first thing is to get away so I can know the voice of the Father. So there are three things. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write these down. I don't want you to miss it. Number one, he physically moved. If you're going to practice the pattern of Jesus in solitude and silence, doing it right where you're at may not be the best place. If you really want to experience what Jesus experienced, you've got to find a place. Now your place may be different than your friend's place. It may be a room in your house that you've got set up, or you know it's quiet. It may it may be your car. Uh, it, may, it may be a coffee shop. It may be a place where you want to go on a hike. Wherever it is where you know you can put the business down, you've got to identify that place. And just like Jesus, he knew he had to get away. He physically moved and mountains, went into the wilderness. even went as far north to find a house, just so that he could find silence and solitude. So the first thing we can learn about Jesus is he physically moved. The second thing is this, he always included prayer. Prayer was his silence and solitude tool of choice. Prayer was going to be part of this experience, not just talking, but also listening. Prayer is just conversation with God. And a conversation is two ways. And he spent time listening and speaking. And the third thing is this. Jesus did not wait for things to slow down. This is the counter of everything that we know walking into this room today. Jesus, at his busiest moments, stepped away. And I think the power behind that is because we know some things are going to drop. We know there are going to be some responsibilities where there's going to be some failing because what we're doing when we leave at the busyness, when he leaves at the business, he's saying, this does not depend on me. And he gets away and he prays and he allows the power of the Father to flow through him. My question to you is, do you want to follow Jesus fully? And if the answer is yes, then this must be an essential thing that we learn to do. This generation right now in this room has a responsibility to pass on to the next generation what it looks like to rest, to be in silence and solitude. Even if it's not something you grew up with, now is a great moment for you to pass on a different way. Like in my house, we've started changing some things recently. Like we celebrate when people sleep in on Saturday. That's not how I grew up, right? I grew up with a knock on the door. It's 11 o'clock. Wake up. I get excited when my kids sleep in. I get so pumped, mainly because they wake up way too early. And that means I don't get to sleep in. True confession, but we celebrate that. For the longest time, I was addicted to opportunity. I was so busy. Saturdays were not full of rest, but now Saturday, you're going to have to pry out of my hands. Because I just want to shut it down and get away and hear for the Lord. Today, if you're going to follow the pattern of Jesus, I want to encourage you that it's time to take action against busyness. It's not that business is bad, but maybe today there's something you need to hear from the Lord. There's a work you need Him to do in your life. There's something happening, and maybe you've tried everything else, but maybe maybe this is that thing. Because He's inviting you to do it today. We're going to sing a song of invitation today, and there are two things on the table. One, Jesus, the person of Jesus, he actually wants to have a relationship with you. Not one based on what you bring to the table, but based on what he brings into the relationship. How cool is that? He he wants to have a relationship with you, not based on what you do, but based on what he's done. And so even if like this whole thing is, like I, I, that's not me, I, I've got... He's like, no, let's, let's walk together. And if you've never started a relationship with Jesus, today is a great day during this song to come talk to us and say, hey, I, listen, I, I want to learn how to walk with Jesus. I want that relationship. The second thing is this. Some of you have been going through some things. And I gotta tell you, this is the best place to open up those things and have prayer. Because prayer changes the, the whole situation. It's the moment where we release our responsibility. I, I don't have it, God, but you do. And we don't have to be alone in the battle. We can do it together. And so maybe today during the song, you can come forward. We'll love to pray for you wherever you're at. Maybe you need to pray for somebody in the seat behind you. Today, Jesus is inviting you to escape busyness and to go into silence and solitude in the middle of what it looks like the wrong time to do it. Why? Because he wants to speak and he wants to transform your life. Let's pray. God, you are um, so kind to us. You are um, unbelievably gentle with us. And I just ask, Lord, today, we don't live wired to slow down and stop. We're wired to do because of all the opportunities around us. I just pray that we just Will we follow Jesus and start setting aside time to work this out? God, some of us don't know how to do it. In fact, we're hearing this today and we're like, that's not me. That's for somebody else. Actually, you're probably speaking to me all over again saying, what, what are you going to do about this? Because I want to say things to you, but I need you to stop so I can say them. God, we love you. It's your name I pray. Amen.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's lesson and that it spoke to you. If you have prayer needs or want more information about us, we invite you to stop by our website, mywrbc.org, and click on Contact. Please use the word podcast in the subject line. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, keyword mywrbc. At Westport Road Baptist Church, we love God and love people. Please join us for Sunday morning service at either 9.30 a.m. or 11 a.m. We also have Sunday school for all ages during both service times. Thanks again for listening and join us next week for another message from God's Word.